of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. All right, a lot of times, JT and I, uh, we'll give you our thoughts, our opinions on the Browns and the coach, the quarterback, and all that. And JT played in college. I didn't. Uh, we never played at the highest level. So anytime we get an opportunity to get a former NFL Pro Bowl player uh, on our – Could have. Coach would have put me in. We would have won state. Okay, Uncle Rico. Uh, anytime we get a chance to talk to a former Pro Bowl, all-pro player, uh, and he's actually up uh, you know, as a part uh, of the 2023 class uh, for the Hall of Fame. Uh, joining us right now, he's currently a talk show host in Denver at 104.3 The Fan. Chad Brown joining us on the Kenny and JT Show once again. Chad, welcome back. How are you? I'm fantastic, fellas. How are you guys doing? Hey, we're great now that you're on with us, and we're going to get to Coach Prime taking over your alma mater here in just a second, Chad. But um, you and I and JT talked a while back about um, Deshaun Watson and the situation in Cleveland, and he was going to be suspended for 11 games and trying to win the locker room over, and then how would he play when he came back? Well, he's been there for two weeks. They're one and one and uh, he struggled mightily in the first game, was a little better this past week. Uh, just give me your thoughts on how long it should take him to get back to Pro Bowl form Deshaun Watson. Wow, Pro Bowl form. Uh, when he yes. had as much time off as Deshaun Watson had, I think Pro Bowl form may be, uh, we may have to kick that can down the road until next wow. season. Uh, I expect him to continue to make improvement throughout the rest of this regular season. Um but let's not forget, you know, defensive coordinators haven't had a lot of tape on this guy. Now there will be tape on him, and they will figure out the things he does well, and they'll figure out the things he doesn't do so well, and they'll begin to dial in some very specific defensive game plans that were built for Deshaun Watson. So uh, I think this year is a, is, a, is a bit too early to take full bull form. Next year feels about right. A chance to play, a chance to shake off some of the rust, a chance to catch up with some of the, you know, the more of the deep coverage defense that's really been prevalent around the NFL this season and some of last season. Uh, that's a little bit different than what he saw when he was a starting quarterback for the Houston Texans. Um, so all those changes and all those factors make me think next year, after getting a, a full offseason over the year, we can see Deshaun Watson be uh, a little bit closer to what he was before. Yeah, Chad, Chad I, I want to kind of piggyback on that same sentiment there. Uh, playing at the highest level, and obviously you played in Super Bowl, and, and you had an off season, and then you know you came into training camp, and whether or not you played in the preseason or not, how long does it normally take you to get back up to snuff as far as game speed? Forget about Pro Bowls and everything else, but but at what point in time does the game start to slow down, especially for an athlete like Deshaun Watson or yourself? You know, I, I have been uh, a bit surprised over these last couple of seasons um, with the thinking that you can just go out and play football without a lot of preparation and work that goes into it. Now, obviously, everybody in the NFL has all kind of off-season work and doesn't have a, a guru that they work with, but the only way to get prepared to play full-speed football is to play full-speed football. So for these coaches 
I'm here in Denver, Colorado, where Nathaniel Hackett thought, oh, I know I've got a new quarterback, and I know I'm a new head coach, but I'm not going to play any of my starters in the preseason, and we can just roll into the season uh, and assume we're going to be good. It just doesn't work mm-hmm. that way. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes reps. It takes reps under full speed action. It takes reps in pads to be able to pull all this off. There's a reason why, you know, I know the Steelers aren't doing very well this year, but Mike Tomlin, if the Steelers are wearing pads during training camp, they practice tackling the days that they wear uh, pads. Uh, for Andy Reid, who played Patrick Mahomes this preseason in two separate games, even these coaches recognize that there is a useful benefit to getting these guys trying on the field to get them up to full-speed action. So, uh, it, there's, for me, I thought by the third game of the preseason, I was ready to play regular season football. Um, I needed the entire regular season to get myself ready for playoff football, which is a whole different level of, 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 of speed, of physicality, of uh, ferociousness. And then the Super Bowl level is ultimately the highest level of the game, and you need the playoffs to be able to do that. So uh, there's an incremental steps to this process, and the coaches or teams or players who somehow think you can skip over a step, I'm going to remind you, you are absolutely wrong. You cannot be prepared to play full-speed football without playing full-speed football. Chad Brown is our guest, former Pittsburgh Steeler, New England Patriot, also Seattle Seahawk. And the thing that you mentioned about the Steelers is just this for me, and then see if I'm off base here. Steelers versus other teams that are 5-8 and eight or less than that, I believe they get a mulligan. That's a team that's rebuilding. For teams like the Browns where expectations might have been a little bit higher, forgetting about the fact that they didn't know moving into this season that Deshaun Watson, their number one quarterback, would be suspended for 11 games. But the question is this. At what point in time, and does it really happen, we know it's their job. We know they get some of them millions and millions of dollars. Do they pack it in when they're mathematically eliminated from postseason play? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, you hear coaches and media types will say, we're going to chance to see who's you know, really about this football team, who's really invested. And having been a player in some of those locker rooms, you can see the guys who, you know, go in the weight room and, put on a show but don't actually get a good workout in. The guys who, you know, just a couple of weeks back were watching an hour of tape after practice are now skipping out about 30 minutes of tape. And uh-huh. You kind of see the gradual erosion of some people's work ethic and some people's stick-to-itness. Um, and as the record gets worse and as the end of the season gets closer, those guys just kind of continue down that path. And I think there's always going to be those guys on every single football team. But as a coach and as a general manager and, heck, even ownership, what you worry about is those guys, in case that they are prominent players, and they begin to drag other guys down with them. You know, and, and guys start breaking down the practices a week or two before the end of the season with one, two, three, Cancun. That's never good. That's <laughs> never good. 
I love that. One, two, three, Cancun. Yeah, make those reservations. Uh, Puerto Vallarta and wherever else you want to go in the offseason. Jeff Brown, our guest, uh, former Pro Bowl linebacker in the NFL for 15 years, now an analyst and radio host in Denver at 104.3 The Fan. Chad, last thing on the Browns, then we'll get to Coach Prime taking over your alma mater there. All right? So is it fair to say that regardless of what happens in these final four games with the Browns, uh, with Kevin Stefanski and with Deshaun Watson, we should expect Stefanski and Watson to be back together as coach and quarterback and offensive coordinator next season because it was unfair, um, you know, giving Stefanski the team that they gave him this year with Watson out 11 games? I think so. I, I think so. I, I think there's a little, little bit of a built-in mulligan to this season um, for, for both those guys. I expect both of them to, to, to be back to see what they can do together for a full season together. A much different situation than we've had here in Denver with Nathaniel Hackett and, and Russell Wilson. I don't think Kalakit will be back. We've got a full season basically to see what he can do with Russell Wilson. And the offense just continues to get worse and worse and worse. So, uh, yeah, I expect those guys to be back. And one more thing about that one, two, three Cancun thought. Yeah. Um, I played on the Seattle Seahawks team. Uh, we played here in Denver last game of the season. And um, as we're getting on the team playing, you know, everyone's got their oh small will be a backpack or two. And I see guys getting on the plane with full suitcases. <laughs> oh. And I'm like, oh you guys are done. Once you guys play this game in Denver, you're not getting on the team plane going back to Seattle. You are absolutely done. You're going from this game home or going from this game directly to vacation. We even had two dudes who didn't even pack their equipment back because they didn't wow. play because they hadn't played much that season. So, I mean, that team, that was a team that had literally checked out before the final game of the season and the results on the field show for the Broncos kicked our butts as you expected where they were really good back then. But that's a, that's a clear visual situation. Guys come on the team playing with full luggage going to an overnight trip. That's amazing. What about your new coach? And I say your new coach because uh, national champion at Colorado, four-year starter at Colorado, Buffalo's awful season, 1-11, I believe, this year. They go out, and from Jackson State, they bring in Coach Prime to resurrect the Colorado Buffaloes program there. Your thoughts on that move as a former Buffalo? Uh, tremendous move. Tremendous move. It has created all kind of energy and excitement around the Buffaloes program, which, you know, frankly hasn't been there for almost two decades. Uh, there is a sense of optimism and, and hopefulness. And, you know, once you start to really examine some of the, the various pieces of this, um, you can see why, you know, it, it's a great move. By going after a coach of the status of, of Coach Prime, who he has been, he has requested to be called Coach Prime now. Um, I'm not sure if I'll be able to do that consistently when I see him. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the uh, salary pool for assistant coaches and for the head coach at the University of Colorado, the floor has been raised considerably in the pursuit of Coach Prime. So now, you know, Colorado is now paying uh, at market rate for a good quality head coach before they were far below that. Um, the transfer rule in the this era of NIL and you know you know with the transfer portal, uh, it was very difficult to get kids admitted into the University of Colorado. They had a lot of transfers out, but very few transfers in. So now the 
you know, regents and the chancellor have gotten together and they created a, a pilot program to allow more players to be able to transfer into the University of Colorado. So even if Coach Prime is not a long-term fit for the Buffaloes program, he helped move them into the modern era of college football. So even if he's just, say, two or three years and done like he was in Jackson State, he'll leave the program on a much better footing, hopefully, than it was before. You know, and just early on into his tenure, he's already started attracting four- and five-star mm-hmm. recruits. You know, that caliber of player the Buffaloes hadn't had access to in a long time, probably since my glory days back when we won a national championship. So uh, the Coach Prime effect has already been seen and felt and it's already helping move the program forward. Nobody's going to know more about the NIL than Coach Prime. Transfer Portal is going to make it really attractive. He's going to be a great recruiter. But how will USC and UCLA affect recruiting for the Buffaloes when they leave the Pac-12? Uh, I, I still think they're, you know, the, the Pac-12 is going to, uh, you know, obviously bring in two more teams uh, when the time is right. Um, USC and UCLA, you know, does hurt, obviously, the Southern California market. Um, but the kids who grow up in Southern California, they don't wish and grow up wishing to play Wisconsin. They don't grow up in, you know, wishing to play Michigan or Michigan State. So I'm not sure if that is a natural fit from a geography standpoint, from a desire of the athlete standpoint. Um, so I can see uh, Coach Prime using that to his advantage, going into Southern California and saying, you know what, Boulder has a 40, 40% of the student population is from the state of California. I got an hour and a half flight away to Boulder where you can be with people with your mindset, with a West Coast mentality, yet you'll experience a completely different slice of life. And, yeah, you'll be back in the state playing Cal and Stanford and just a short drive away playing Arizona and Arizona State every single year. Why don't you come join us in Boulder and be dominant? I look at Coach Prime this way, and you brought it up, even if he's only there two to three years. If he has any success, Chad, he's going back to his alma mater, right? Unless they start winning national championships, Florida State's going to come calling for, for Coach Prime to come back to his alma mater. But you hope at that point, at least, he's resurrected the program, right? And you'll accept that if he does. i got to believe somewhere in his contract, you know, that there's an out clause that says, uh, you know, he, he can leave for Florida State whenever he wants to. I don't know that to be fact. What do you think? I think that's, you know, certainly, you know, he's going to continue to want to climb up the coaching ladder. What coach doesn't? So right. whether it's Florida State or even some other, you know, more prominent school, uh, that, that's going to happen. So I think Rick George has kind of resigned himself, actually as director to you, to that fact. Um, so, again, let's, you know, take Coach Prime for as much time as we can get him and help move the program uh, as forward as quickly as we possibly can uh, with, the, with the knowledge of, hey, this is a bit of a stepping stone, but by the time he leaves, the next coach that we bring in hopefully will be a longer-term fit because the program has now been elevated, and this coach, whoever comes in, will be given a situation that is on par with the rest of college football. I think of Coach Prime, I think of a celebrity. And you say which yeah. coach wouldn't want to move up the ladder. I still don't know whether or not his whole intention is to become a great college head coach or be a personality and do TV commercials and everything else. But the thing is this. If he does decide to make this his life's calling, forget about Florida State. Does Prime want to go back to the NFL? Uh, you know, I think he has navigated this you know, coaching thing pretty well. It was clear he was never going to be somebody's, you know, defensive quality control guy. Too much ego, uh, you know, too, too much coach prime to, to do that. So while he was able to, 
you know, become a high school head coach. And then, you know, had head will try to get in head coaching offers in the NFL. I'm sorry, not NFL, in college football. Had to go down to a lower level in Jackson State to make that happen. So he has avoided getting uh, caught up in that cycle that a lot of former players get caught up with where uh, they've got to start so low on the totem pole. He was able to jump in up top, you know, go move past that. And now after the success at Jackson State, get the head coaching job at CU. And it's, yeah, I would imagine if you're going to go for the ultimate prize, winning the national championship in high school, I mean, sorry, in college is not the ultimate prize. It's winning the Super Bowl as a head coach. Maybe that can be in his future as well. He's still a relatively young guy. Do you think Coach Prime surpasses whatever Lincoln Riley did with the uh, transfer portal and getting players to go to USC last year? you think he'll have that big of an impact in his first year? Uh, I I think the existing programs at USC for Lincoln Riley or LSU for for Brian Kelly were just – the cover was more stock, you know, USC has always gotten four- and five-star guys out of Southern California. Whether they've been coached properly or, or developed properly, you know, that's, just, that's a different question. But they've always gotten some guys out of that area. CU hasn't had a four- or five-star recruit in, you know, like I said, decades. So the, 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 the uphill climb will be a little bit more for Prime than for Lincoln Riley just because of where CU is as a, as a program. So I expect a bowl game next year for CU not an almost college football player off admission like USC almost had. Chad Brown, we appreciate the time, as always. Great stuff on both the Browns, Deshaun Watson, and your alma mater with Coach Prime taking over at Colorado. Thanks so much for joining us. Everybody out there, you want to follow him, you can do so on Twitter at ChadBrown94 and at 104.3 The Fan in Denver. Thanks, Chad. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Pro Bowl linebacker, 15 years in the NFL, knows of what he speaks collegiately and professionally. That's why we love having Chad Brown here on the Kenny and JT Show.